1: Hello
0: and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch up on all things Liverpool FC. On a Tuesday, when Liverpool are taking on Villarreal in the Champions League in Spain tonight, the second leg of the semi final, with the Reds holding a 2 0 advantage and aiming to reach their third Champions League final under Jurgen Klopp. Now, we know a couple of things about this game tonight. Number one, the Reds have the two goal advantage. Number two, Villarreal are a much better team at home than they are away. You can just look at their form over the course of the year. But number three, they haven't been lights out at home in this year's Champions League. And when we look at, in particular, their game at home to Manchester United, we can see that there are a few weaknesses in their team. Now, they're going to be a bit more aggressive tonight. They're going to be a bit more attack-minded. But barring Liverpool scoring first, don't expect them to just open up and suddenly become expansive. They will likely play a slightly more attacking team than the one that played the first leg. But it doesn't look like Gerard Moreno's back, at least not to start. And it doesn't look like uh, Jeremy Pino will, will be fit to start. So he might put Chukwueze. In midfields, maybe start Paco up front. Chukwesi and Lascelles in the wide roles, but he does like that tucked in central midfielder. So it, it's it's weird. It's he's an odd manager. Is Emery? It's hard to pick what he's going to do specifically. But their aim will be to get it back to a one-goal deficit by halftime. So Liverpool are going to have to be very disciplined, very controlled. We'll probably have most of the ball. They'll look to to punish and penalise any errors. But as long as our players are on it, we should advance. It's crazy to think that Virgil van Dijk joined the club January of 2018. In his first half season, Liverpool reached the Champions League final. In his first full season, Liverpool reached reached a Champions League final. In his second full season, Liverpool walked to the title. He missed last season. And now this year, in his third full season, they're going for the quadruple. And if you think those things aren't directly linked, I don't know what to say to you. I've just had some chap try to tell me that Liverpool's collapse last season Wasn't because that Van Dyke was there. Okay, the system had to change, there was absolutely no leadership, and we couldn't get the job done away from home. And then we couldn't get the job done at Anfield. His argument was Liverpool stayed top until the turn of the year. Well, he actually claimed January 13th, but that was nonsense that he just made up. Then he claimed January 4th, Liverpool had actually. Dropped off just before that. But regardless, in the 12 games that he's highlighting, where he says Liverpool only lost once, yeah, they drew five times. They drew five times. In a 12-game stretch, they dropped points six games. So your argument is that Liverpool stayed at some elite level because they were top of the league. The fact of it is, Liverpool at an elite level don't drop points in six games out of 12. That's just not what happens with this team. When this team plays with Virgil van Dijk, this team might, over the course of the season, drop points six times. Not in 12 games. It's absolutely nonsensical. Having Van Dijk in the team and the difference he makes is monumental. Look at every aspect of what we do. Look at how how high our line is played. That's because of him. Because, number one, his ability to read and call the game. Number two, his recovery pace. Number three, his physical dominance and his ability to bully strikers away from that line. Number four, his aerial dominance. Defensively, he is the entire system. And you can swap in and out all the others. You can swap Gomez in for Trent. You can swap Kanate in for Mata, Costas in for Robble. And defensively, we don't drop off swap anyone in for him, and we do drop off. And our attack is built on our defense. So because we play so high, we're able to press more. We're able to press higher. We're able to press more aggressively. That creates a lot of turnovers. We get a lot of goals from turnovers. The reason that all happens is because of him and the defensive line that he sets. You look at his ability to break the lines with his passing. You look at those long diagonals to Mo, those lofted balls over the top to Robbo or to Mane or to Diaz, those back-to-front actions enable counterattacks. We score goals off counterattacks. We score a lot of goals off set pieces, and he is, again, the biggest reason for that. It's not just the goals that he scores, it's the gravity he has when it comes to Liverpool set pieces. When Van Dyke makes his run, two defenders go with him every single time. If he goes front post, all of the attention is front post, which means if the corner's to the back post, and we've planned it that way, we're likely going to have a numbers advantage. The gravity of Van Dyke also means that defenders who would normally be stationed on the edge of the box to clear knockdowns get pulled back to try and compete against him. And Liverpool players knocking about on the edge of the penalty area will often get a free shot away. We've seen Thiago, Naby, Henderson and a couple of others all have joy from that this season. There isn't really an aspect of what we do to which Virgil van Dijk isn't key. Like I said, last year, once he went out of the team, the lack of leadership was staggering. There was no organization. There was no communication in the team at all. There's plenty of tantrums, plenty of passing the blame, but there's no leadership. This season, he's back, and all of a sudden, there's leadership. There was no leadership in the team prior to January 2018. And there is an, an article somewhere in the archives of The Echo where they credit someone else's leadership, and specifically, say, the uptick in his leadership since January 2018. Well, I wonder what happened that month. Could it be that the real leader arrived at the club? I think it might be. But anyway, we will need Van Dyke at his best tonight. I expect to have him at his best tonight, and I expect us to win tonight. Not just on aggregate, I expect us to win the game outright. This is Anfield have put together their 10 things by Henry Jackson this time. Uh, Villarreal were beaten by Alaves at the weekend. They played largely a rotated 11. I think there was eight changes. And of the two regulars who started, of the three regulars who started, or sorry, of the three who started at Anfield who started against Alaves, two of them were taken off early. It looks like Arnold Danjuma could miss out through injury, uh, through illness. Jeremy Pino and Albi Moreno are injured. There's a predicted Villarreal eleven here: of Ruli, Foyt, Albi Al-Torres, Stupinan, Kapue, Cocaine, Pareo, Losalso, chukwezi and Dia. Maybe, maybe if if Danjuma is out, that probably is it. I don't think Moreno will start. Uh, Liverpool have everybody fifth bar Bobby Firmino. He has a foot issue, so we'll wait and see. Uh, Henry's gone for Allison, Trent, Ibu, Virgil, Robbo, Fabinho, Thiago, Keita, Salah, Mane, Jota. I'd rather Salah, Mane, Diaz, but maybe. Maybe it'll be Jota. Uh, Jurgen Klopp spoke to the media, said that they were not taking... Villarreal lightly, we have to be ready to play a top, 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 top game because they will go for us high press. They'll try to play much more football than we allowed them in the first game. Uh, Henry mentions Liverpool's Champions League semi-final record. Obviously, we beat Chelsea in 05 and 07, beat Roma in 18, Barcelona in 19. And the only time we've ever lost a Champions League semi-final, not to be confused with a European Cup semi-final, was in 2008. John Iron and you'll never be forgiven. Ever. It's a little bit here on Virgil and Alisson. The Reds have kept 31 clean sheets this season in 56 matches, more than any other team in Europe's top five. Danny Mckelly is the manager. To, or the manager the referee tonight? Uh, the Dutchman is seen as one of the world's leading officials, allegedly. And uh, Dan Club will do the um, will do the post match or the 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 read along commentary, the, the post of the the match blog, whatever it's called. I'm I'm losing words now. Uh, there's a couple more suggested Liverpool teams here: Allison, Trent, Eboo... Virgil, Robo, Henderson, Fabinho, Thiago, Salamani, Diaz. That's what I think it will be. I think Brian will start over Naby. Uh, the second suggested team here has Costas in and has Jota in. I don't think Costas will start this one. He could. He could for sure. He's good enough, but I just don't think he will. onto liverpool.com again they've done a predicted 11 uh, there's a piece here fsg might have yet another jürgen klopp successor who is influenced by liverpool manager this would be nuri sahin nuri sahin who was a super intelligent player and Obviously, had the, the loan spell at Liverpool, it didn't go well, largely because of Brendan Rodgers being very, very stupid. Um, but Sahin was the type of player you could imagine becoming a manager. Now, you obviously want to see him get real experience. He's currently in his first job as a manager. He's working in Turkey. Um And Tali Espor. i apologies, I butchered that, but yeah, that's who he's currently the uh, the manager of. Their sixth oh no, Where are they this season? They're eighth. He took over in October. They're eighth in the Turkish League. Uh, considering they finished sixteenth last season, that doesn't seem like too bad of a uh, of a run. Uh, some decent players in this squad. Actually, Naldo, the big Brazilian centre-back, who people might remember from Schalke. Um, Andrea Poli, decent midfielder. Luis Adriano, Shakhtar Donetsk, AC Milan, decent player, decent player for sure. Uh, Fernando, who was was a very promising holding midfielder when he first joined Shakhtar, but it never quite worked for him. Uh, But he's a decent player. Yeah, some decent players on that team. It looks like he's doing an okay job. I haven't watched him play, so couldn't tell you how they play, but we'll just rule him out for now because uh, he's had less than a season's managerial experience. So he shouldn't really be considered. Nobody with such a small amount of managerial experience should be considered to replace Klopp. Uh, Liverpool's second chance at double 63 million scouting mission. Uh, this, again, is about Arnott and Dijima, but according to Henry, he won't be playing because he's ill. So that's good news for us if he's not playing. Let's have a look. Harvey Elliott could benefit from unlikely switch as imminent Liverpool transfer increases depth. So the the idea here is to send him on loan. Um, This piece suggests sending him on loan to Aston Villa. Don't really see where he fits at Villa, to be totally honest. Uh, This doesn't really seem to make a bunch of sense, is the honest truth of it. It doesn't really seem to make... I can see the idea of sending him on loan. I just don't think Villa uh, would be a good spot. Media Digest piece. Fabio Carvalho speaks. He, all he said is we'll see what happens. He didn't say anything at all. Um, next, N'Golo Kante in demand. Uh, Conrad Lehmann. yeah, Crap, we'll move that on. Uh, FSG about to create dream Liverpool midfield. This is about many. who would be the perfect signing. The absolutely perfect signing. FSG can replace the parting Liverpool duo with 20 goal transfer from Jurgen Klopp's former club. We know Divok is leaving. It looks like Taki could leave. Uh, and Jonathan Burkhart is the player that they are suggesting the Reds should move for. Talented player for sure. Could probably do it another season or two. Could probably do another season or two in the Bundesliga. This is the first season where he's where he's really shone. I think that 20 goal thing is wrong as well. Yeah, he's got 14 goals and four assists. He got two goals last season. Are we trying to make that out to be good? He's a talented player, but he's not ready to move to the Club like Liverpool. Simple as that. Uh, even as a squad player, it would ruin his um, it would ruin his development. On AnfieldIndex.com, uh on the spot is out. There was an AI Scout at the weekend. There's a new under pressure. There was a rate, don't hate. There was a minefield. Uh, so do check out all of the content. There was the Nina Kaza show and post-match roll of the weekend. Do check out all of the content from the weekend. Uh, there is lots and lots of stuff there on Anfield Index, including a little piece put together, I believe, by Daniel Rhodes. Uh, this doesn't tell me who put it together. It was Daniel Rhodes. It was Daniel Rhodes, with just some of the best um, the best comments in Clowney quotes from the latest Moby on the spot so do do check that out as well we'll leave it there folks I'm rambling and talking nonsense the Reds are going to win tonight and I'll see you tomorrow bye bye
1: we hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically there's nothing quite like fan engagement and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show the best way to get in touch is over on our free discord community